Uh, so Chris, uh, so uh, what? Do you know what today is? Uh. October twenty fourth. Wrong. It's Halloween. No, then no, that's next week, man. <laughs> we are we're this is it is Halloween day, and because of that, we are we're doing something a little bit special today. Uh, are, are we watching a spooky movie? We're we're watching the spookiest of movies. Uh, we decided that for the foreseeable future, for holidays, we're going to be doing special episodes releasing on the holidays themselves, and for Halloween, we chose the scariest monster movie we could possibly think of. Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> Welcome to Creature Crunch, where we take a movie, we watch that movie... And then we take that monster, we crunch it down, gobble it up, and wash it down with a cold glass of milk. My name is Matt. And I am authentic Bulgarian Miak. And we're here to talk about Ernest Scared Stupid. Yep. Um, a movie from both of our childhoods, for sure. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, uh, so, kind of revisiting it for the first time in uh-huh. decades, what what did we think? Chris, what did you think of the movie? Like... I'm of two minds about it because, ob- like, objectively, it's a terrible movie. It is not good. But, like, it- it's weird because it's a-, a farce. It is 100% a farcical movie. Like, you're not supposed to take it even remotely seriously. Right. And Ernest is not a good movie, but it is a very well-done farce. Yeah, like, re-watching it, I-, I was definitely expecting to have that, like, the enjoyment completely in nostalgia. Like, yeah. But I was pleasantly surprised. There were a few jokes that landed pretty hard with there, me. Um, there was only one that really worked for me, and that was the um, his fourth grade teacher told him to never quit. Right. And then they do it again, and it's not nearly as funny the second time. Right. But that was like the only one that really hit for me. I, I remembered thinking about Ernest as kind of this almost cringe character yeah. in my childhood. But re-watching him, like, I didn't mind him. Like, no. I kind of, like, he's... Jim Varney brought a lot Jim, of charm to the Jim to the Varney role. was incredibly charismatic. And from what I understand, he was just a consummate gentleman like his entire life. So, do we recommend this movie? <laughs> like I I don't know because it like I said it's n- not a good movie. It's not. It's there's so much <laughs> dumb shit in this movie and like throughout my notes there's like why is this happening? Why? 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 Honestly, I and, I would say that if you want, if you have an interest in watching this movie, you've already seen it. Yeah, that's all yeah, there is that's to a, it. Like, yeah. if I could recommend this to you, you've already seen it. Like, it, I don't know. If you want to introduce the joy that is earnest to your kids, this isn't a bad place to start. Or if you want to introduce them to like spooky movies, this is a good one to start them on them because there's some some parts that could be pretty spooky for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll, you can introduce them like, okay, it's gonna be okay in the end, you know. Right. It's going to be goofy and funny, but there's still some spooky parts. So yeah, I, it, it I could remember, work. I remember there part there being parts that kind of got me as a kid, but yeah, um, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's enjoyable. Uh, mm-hmm. The tricky part is tracking it down right now. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of places that you can rent it. We actually watched it on uh, our local libraries. <laughs> the library site. comes through again. You're welcome. Yep. Um, when I when I looked on the, online to see where else it might be available, you know, I was looking at a resource that's like this is where all, you can stream all the movies, mm-hmm. and our local one is the only one that came up yeah. as free. And it's like okay, well, I guess I'm. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit I didn't have a library card before. I do now. Hey, all right. <laughs> oh, that, that's cool. <laughs> I, use, I usually use my wife's, but yeah. Um, but anyway, if, um, if nothing else, uh, I successfully got you a library card. You did so. You did. You absolutely did. Uh, so the movie itself, uh, it, it was directed by John R. Cherry III. Uh, who, <laughs> That's a hell who, of a name. Yeah, who is the man solely responsible for Ernest. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he directed the original commercials, or some of them anyway. And I think he directed all but like one or two of the Ernest movies. Uh, yeah, correct. He, uh, he was, Ernest was created by him for a series of local advertisements by, mm-hmm. John, uh, by John Cherry's company, Cardin and Cherry. Uh, the character was apparently based on a man who worked for Cherry's father, about whom Cherry described as a man who thought he knew everything, but did not know anything. <laughs> and, I mean, that's Ernest to a T. 
This is the fifth movie in the Ernest Cinematic Universe, the ECU, if you will. Yeah, like... Ernest verse. Okay, I, like, a couple years ago, I went down a bizarre uh, rabbit hole and watched um, Neil Cesariga's, like, review of all of the Ernest movies. And, like, the first Ernest movie isn't really an Ernest movie. It's like a spy caper, almost. And the the villain does the... Uh, the split personality thing like they do with Ernest in all of the movies where he's wearing different costumes and talking in the same voice over and over again. Right. And Ernest is one of the villains like split personalities. And that was the birth of Ernest in film. I did. I honestly did not know that. I don't think I've ever seen that one. I, I haven't either. I've just, that's why. Yeah. I can't even remember what it's called. It's like, it's a spy caper. It's so weird. Like <laughs> just, well, the whole thing is just, you couldn't it do is, this anymore. Like, no, Ernest would wild. not happen anymore. It is such a weird concept. Like, they, they, they've they tried to do it with, like, the Geico cavemen and, and shit like that. And it's always super dumb and never works and mm-hmm. is honestly usually somewhat racist. Right. Um, but this would be, like, if they gave Flow from Progressive, like, a series of <laughs> movies. And the first one, she was a bit character in an alien movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, yeah. So uh, the uh, obviously, uh, as as we mentioned, it stars the late Jim Varney, mm-hmm. um, who's best known for the Ernest uh-huh. roles. Uh, newer audiences might recognize him as the voice of Slinky Dog in the first two Toy Story yeah. movies. Um, but we also have um, Eartha Kitt as yeah, Frances Old Lady Hackmore. Uh, mm-hmm. You may know Eartha as um, she's an award winning singer, um, and uh, you you might also recognize her voice. She's the uh, she voiced Yzma in The Emperor's New Groove by Disney. Uh, she also played Madame Zeroni in Holes. Which I've never seen. Film adaptation of Holes. But uh, she's a very charismatic woman. She's so good. I love her. The special effects were created by the uh, Chiodo brothers, mm-hmm. who also worked on Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And in fact, in the last scene with all of the different troll spawn coming up, mm-hmm. a lot of the masks that they use are reused Killer Clowns. That's interesting. Yeah, they're just repainted. Yeah, I... I, I they they did a quite a few uh, quite a few times. There's a scene with the the bullies that are being pelted by pizzas. Yeah, and the pizzas are actually reused props from TMNT two, The Secret of the Ooze. Those pizzas have had a lot of miles put on them. <laughs> yep. But yeah, Varney Varney portrayed Ernest from his conception uh, in the mm-hmm. first commercials. It started back in 1980. Yeah. Um, and Ernest is older than I am. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, he, unfortunately, his declining health did force him to retire shortly before his death in the year 2000. Yeah, I, the last Ernest movie was in, I want to say, 99 or something like that. And it was a direct-to-video one. 98, I think 98? Okay, yeah. And you can tell he's not doing, doing great. great in that movie. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, last little bit of trivia I have here is uh, evidently the, a proposed title for the movie was Ernest Scared Stiff. And boy, am I glad that title didn't come to pass yeah yeah maybe it's just because i'm an adult now and have the mind of a 12 year old but oh man well i mean it it would make more sense honestly because scared stiff is a saying right right and scared stupid isn't but when you put the word earnest in there it 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 changes the meaning it does it does so i'm glad that that didn't come to pass yeah but uh well as always um like i said we we recommend watching this movie only if you want to watch this movie and if you do you've seen it yeah like there's no ifs ands or buts about it but there will be spoilers <laughs> heavy heavy ecu spoilers yeah like stay for the post-credit stinger <laughs> when nick fury shows up to ask Ernest to join the stupid initiative <laughs> Alrighty, so let's go ahead and get into this um so this being a special episode uh we weren't really entirely sure who was going to helm yeah, the project. It, uh, we usually switch backy forthy, and right. but this I, time we... I decided to go ahead and and do this one. We might do switch back and forth on holiday episodes, mm-hmm. uh, considering the layout of the movies that we've got planned. Um, so the opening credits uh, they open with Ernest having uh, Ernest trademarked reactions yeah. to various classic horror movies. I I think I recognized two of them. One of the cl- of the scenes with the uh, the big floating brain mm-hmm. that looks like the lobe from Freakazoid, um, I'm almost positive that is the brain from Planet Eros. And then there's a one with a guy dressed who looks like he's dressed in a discount werewolf costume, like popping out of a closet. I think that's the giant or the killer shrews. I'm not 100 percent positive on that one, <laughs> but uh, but that's uh, that's how it starts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it opens on a little girl like kind of running through the woods from something, uh, which is according to the uh, the subtitles long ago mm-hmm. in Briarville, Missouri. Uh, the townspeople capture and bury this creature, um, and before it's buried, this monster makes a proclamation, kind of spooking everybody. Really, I don't even know if it was. I the 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 lore behind this is kind of it, squishy. So it is, and it but at the same time, it's very folklorish, where it's like yeah. the the monster says like says that uh, the the person who who is stealing him, their descendants are going to get stupider and stupider all the time until yeah. he is eventually released, and friggin puritan earnest here is... <laughs> yeah we, we learned that the uh we eventually learned that the the man who's like burying him is er, one of Ernest's ancestors yeah uh, it, it's jim varney and mutton chops like of course he's related <laughs> to Ernest. um but we we cut to uh, the present day which is uh where we find a little girl named elizabeth played by shay astor uh she's reading a report uh which is basically the narration mm-hmm. of this event um, and Elizabeth continues uh, after being interrupted by some bullies, uh, saying that the, uh, the the troll, whose name is Trantor, uh, who was played by Jonas Muscatolo and know. voiced by Ernie Fosselius. Uh, but according to Elizabeth, uh, Trantor, as Chris said, put a curse on Phineas mm-hmm. Worrell, the man responsible for the troll's capture, uh, that his descendants would become stupider and stupider as time goes on. And it, as she's saying this, it cuts to... Uh, to Ernest making some really dumb faces. Uh, really, you know, it, just in case you didn't know that Ernest was not the brightest crayon in the in the bunch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Ernest is apparently a sanitary engineer, uh, which is apparently a job that an idiot can do. And he's built a pretty impressive trash can cleaning like contraption. A stationary car wash. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, this man is supposed to be dumb, but in this universe, he is he's got way more engineering power than I can ever even dream of. <laughs> like I, and this is something that they go back to in a few of the other movies where he's like a weird inventor kind of. Cause I, I, they do that in a couple of the other ones. And I don't know why that's a trait that they fell on for him. I think it's just because for kids, especially in, in the nineties, like having cool contraptions and, and yeah. machinery made like out the, of trunk junk and trash was a novel idea. Yeah. yeah. It was just kind of neat. And I mean, to be fair, it's, it is. It's mm-hmm. it's inventive for sure, um, but uh, this scene introduces us to the concept of Ernest being a pretty pretty much big screw up and, and, and an idiot. Uh, despite the fact that he has built this impressive machine, it goes haywire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are also introduced to his dog Rimshot, played by a dog named Barkley. Yep. And my brain kept wanting to insert <laughs> Rim Job in there, and that is very different. Yeah. Whenever I see it written out, that is exactly yeah, yeah. what I. Yeah. It's it's bad. But uh, we're also introduced to the fact that he's friends with the kids from the class, uh, namely uh, Elizabeth and her friend Kenny, mm-hmm. played by Austin Nagler. Uh, and we, we just have a quick scene of Ernest, the, the, the entire contraption going haywire, and Ernest gets crushed in the trash. Ernest dies. <laughs> <laughs> Ernest is crushed into a horribly unpleasant little Ernest cube, and I yeah. hated it. And th- this is kind of what I mean about the movie being a farce, is that like he keeps getting in situations where he should be dead. Yeah. And there's it happens so often in this movie. He's crushed into a cube. He's stuck in a giant bear trap. He's lit on fire by Eartha Kitt. Yeah. And Ernest is a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah, he really so. is. And that's kind of what makes it work and also makes it kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh we find, we then cut to uh, Mayor Murdoch played by Larry Black, uh who is yelling at the sheriff uh whose name is Sheriff Cliff Binder. Uh, played by Daniel Butler, about a huge mess at the Hackmore place. Um, mm-hmm. Cliff apparently like, instructed Ernest to go and clean it up. He says he like served papers, yeah, uh, but Ernest hasn't done so yet. And I'm I'm pretty lost in the weeds as, to I, how, as far as how this this I don't town's know. bureaucracy. Yeah, is. like it is so confusing. Is <laughs> is like the sanitation department a part of the police department well i mean because like but later on the mayor has the authority to directly fire him not just directly fire him fire him and remove him from town (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i don't understand how this town's hierarchy works but it's wild yo yeah yeah i think what it is is everyone in the town has jurisdiction over Ernest. 
that's a very good possibility. Like it, it was written in the the town charter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that the the worlds are at the bottom of the heap, and anyone can order them to do anything, and they just have to. They just have to do they, it. They just have to stick their way out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we see Ernest driving by with the kids in his truck, uh, which is against regulation, but mm-hmm. you know. Fuck the police, um, and then the police pulls uh, pulls him over and reveals that uh, the sheriff is Kenny's father. Mm-hmm. Um, Ernest has a variety of very uh, creative excuses as to why he can't go and clean up the Hackmore place, but none of them really land. Yep. Uh, and we cut to him showing up at the Hackmore place, and we find that Lady Hackmore works with garbage to create art. Yeah. So it I guess he's never explained. Never no, mentioned. Not really. Uh, but part of her decor are some actual open flames. Yeah, and <laughs> which then, is like, kind of intense. She's got like her hand. Her uh, door is barred by those hands that are made out of like <laughs> scrap metal. Yeah, she's got. And it, she's got some interesting decor. Um, yeah, it's like the the farmhouse from fucking Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> like it's <laughs> again. I think it's meant to make it her a quirky character in in the eyes of children who this movie is clearly for. Yeah, but, but... It's a, like I don't know. Looking at it, I could see where kids would be afraid of whatever coming out of this house like it's less that she's like you know oh she's the quirky next door neighbor and more that she's the serial killer who lives next door i don't know as a kid i never i don't think i ever picked up on that so yeah. I, I think that it, they they do it well enough i mean she's supposed to be kind of an intimidating yeah and mysterious character because you know in the 90s the the unknown was that the, the weirdo down the street who actually has a heart of gold was supposed to like be the, the the neighbor from uh, Home Alone. Exactly, and... <laughs> exactly. So... Except the neighbor from Home Alone does not have a house covered in open flames, <laughs> scrap metal hands, and trash in, like, blocks for around it. <laughs> he would have been a lot more quirky if that were the case, is that, is that what that what you'd call that? <laughs> um, but uh, old lady Hackmore uh, answers the door as Ernest is there. Like, yeah, I'm here to clean up this mess. Um, and she learns who he is, and kind of goes all gloom and doom uh saying that he's gonna bring doom to them yeah. all and uh then she tries to torch him with a flamethrower yeah just right in the face flamethrower <laughs> we cut then to elizabeth kenny and their other friend joey who's played by alec clapper being bullied by matt and mike murdoch uh who are played by richard wolf and nick victory respectively. bullshit that kid's name is nick victory <laughs> <laughs> That's a made-up name. <laughs> they asked that kid like what his name was, and he just wrote the coolest thing you could think of. Uh, I, I should I should probably not let you know that I've taken notes, and he's uh, he's going to be an NPC in a future campaign Bullshit. at some point. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, they tear they they end up tearing down the ki- these kids' makeshift haunted house. Again, we've got a little bit of more of that like kind of childlike creativity that's supposed to add whimsy and wonder to the viewer, um, and and like things that directors and writers of movies always assumed that all kids did but i never did right i never had a fucking treehouse <laughs> bitter about that one I'm, I'm sorry chris i mean kenny kind of runs to Ernest for help uh and Ernest tells him that he needs to learn the self-defense from botswana who defeated oh. the ottoman empire and then... i had no idea what was going on in this scene all i did i, I saw Ernest like doing brown face dressed as a mongol and got upset yeah like I was like when I when that showed up like I I had completely blocked Ugh. the sequence out of my mind and these these bits, um, and when I saw that I was just like ready to like oh god here come the racist caricatures and fortunately it, I, it's the only one I think yeah brown face is pretty bad though it's pretty no it's up there it is up there but um but I was expecting like I like, was expecting to pull out the the racist Chinese man yeah and no know, instead we get brown face and Ernest doing man in dress jokes which is not great that's, either that's fair too that's two fair different too. ones <laughs> two yeah. of his personas are, are men as in dresses and it's like i guess this is the obligatory uh like it wasn't okay then and it's not okay now yeah kind of yeah thing, but that, that's what we've got and, and yeah they're... it's not as bad as it could have been which is it's... like there's definitely worse things from the the 90s um like mrs fucking Doubtfire and and right. shit like that it's not as bad as it could have been. Like right. that's what you can say. It's still not good. It's not good. I'm putting it out there. I am castigating Ernest. All right. Not good. It's not as bad as it could have been. All right. You know what? Uh, no arguments here. Uh, but yeah, he jumps from persona to persona to demonstrate what. Also, he means. I just hate these jokes. Like I, I don't not, care they, for these. None of these flew. None they're of them they're flew not to funny. Me. They're just weird. And it, it, Jim Varney is trying to do other voices while still he's doing Ernest doing other voices. Right. And it doesn't always work. No. Like. 
when he's doing the Australian guy, like it just sounds like Ernest slowed down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just skip the scene. Um, but yeah, Kenny, Kenny eventually takes from this, this assault of information that they basically need to build a treehouse. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how he got to that point, but whatever. They keep um, mentioning the high ground. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, led by Ernest, the, the kids then go searching through the forest for a suitable tree uh, they eventually find one the most ominous one that they can find, which naturally... I, I do like Ernest checking out the different trees and trying to find the perfect tree for the treehouse. Like, he's knocking on one. He's like, no, we can't use this one. The acoustics are bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, this is a good tree, and he taps it and just falls over. Oh, never mind. But, it, I mean, it's another one of those scenes where mm-hmm. you... Like, honestly, the humor in this, it's not mostly, you know, also ignoring the previous scene. Yeah, yeah. The humor in this is not bad. Like, I, I found Ernest's lines to be... It, they're not grating. No. They're just not no. grating. Like, for the most part, uh, Jim Varney has very good comedic timing in this one. I mean, you can tell it's like the the fifth time he stepped into this character in a, in a movie, and he'd been doing the character for, shit, 15 years by this point almost. Right. And... So he knows the character inside and out. It's his character, and he knows comedic timing very well. Yeah, and it, it really shines through. Um, I, 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 when I was taking my notes, I had started to write down all the jokes, and I'm like, this is not entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but honestly, like I said, I, it, it's where you can see that mm-hmm. um, Jim Varney has a lot of charisma, and he's yeah, a, definitely, he's a very likable man, uh, and he's a, even his his act his character is enjoyable to, to to watch he's entertaining yeah yeah uh but, but yeah they they eventually find like you said they they find the most ominous tree that they can which is naturally the one that trantor is buried under and it has a ghost coming out of it huh? yeah. <laughs> like that <laughs> i said it was ominous chris yeah like like uh rim i almost fucking called him rim job rimshot goes no, over don't call him rim job <laughs> rimshot goes over and is like scratching at the tree and a ghost pops out at him <laughs> Yep. Um, they uh, they begin building this treehouse and the troll stirs, which, I mean, we find out later, really doesn't matter, I guess. But um, old lady Hackmore finds them after they're finished with this kind of elaborate treehouse that er, that they built out of Ernest's junk and trash. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and she's distressed. She's she doesn't like this. No, and this treehouse is just fucking weird. It is wild. Like, it is. Again, it's what Hollywood in the 90s thinks that kids' dream treehouses look like. Yeah, yeah. Every kid was one of the lost boys from Peter Pan. Exactly. Ernest misunderstands why Hackmore is upset, and he runs off trying to negotiate. Uh, He thinks that it's because they're trespassing on Uh her land, but she's distressed because it's Ernest. Um, (laughs) And Ernest is distressing. (laughs) Yep. And while he's gone, the bullies stumble upon the treehouse, and you have the obligatory 90s. And the kids go to war against those bullies. Yeah, they they start, the bullies start throwing rocks at it, and the kids, uh, who are also apparently crazy engineers, or at least had Ernest build all this stuff, they built some pretty robust food-based defenses to fend the bullies off. Like a cat food launcher, and the pizza thrower that's made out of, like, a glove on a hand. Yeah. Um, But yeah, they they ward the, the kids off. Um, and then that night, Ernest returns to the treehouse. Uh, he tells the kids that Hackmore warned him against the trolls, and we mm-hmm. get a little bit of an exposition from Ernest in a in an entertaining way. Yeah. Uh, we've learned that the troll goes after children first, turning them into <laughs> wooden dolls to eat their souls or something. He, it, uh, yeah, that's it's a confusing like modus operandi for the troll. Yeah, but you know it works for him. Whatever yeah. I guess. Um, and then apparently the troll can only be awakened by a very specific set of circumstances. Yeah, yeah. And Ernest demonstrates these exact instructions, which of course loses the trolls. Right. Like it has to do with like, like the. <laughs> it's funny because like when you get the idea that them just disturbing the trees what wakens the troll, but apparently no, it has to be the uh, it, night it, before Halloween. He has to knock on the tree a few times. And he then has to s- knock three times, and he has to say like that he releases Trantor yeah, in a spooky voice. In a spooky voice. So I mean, honestly, I blame Lady Hackmore for telling if him she this. She hadn't told, or I don't, did she actually tell him like that was the ritual to release yeah, the troll? Did that's she? exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He says that she told him, like, and he he's doing this like. Yeah. mockingly like oh yeah that'll never happen and and of course it happens it happens because <laughs> he's fucking doing it Nin- 90s comedy yeah yeah um 
and then of course uh, the kids the kids leave and Ernest is menaced by Trantor. Uh, who... This troll is ninety percent face. <laughs> yeah, it is mostly face. It, honestly, pretty good costume design. I have it's, to say. Yeah, I mean the the guys who who did the uh, the special effects really know their stuff. Yeah. I mean, Killer Clowns from Outer Space is a classic for that reason. Yep. You expect the trolls to look like the bullies' troll costumes. Right. And instead you get this actually really detailed, huge man in suit. And it looks really good. It does. <laughs> it, it looks really good. It's gooey. It's very gooey. It's very gooey. Like the, the troll spawn at the end look a little stiff. Um, but they're still like really well designed. Each one of them looks unique. So I, I can't fault the special effects at all in this. But then uh, I had to leave this one in because Ernest Ernest is trying to fend off the troll. He's trying to scare him away. And he, he tells the troll that he knows Tai Chi, Kung Fu, Chow Mein. And he also saw Hulkamania three times yeah. once in slow motion. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Chow Mein joke is a little insensitive. But I, I did appreciate the, <laughs> the Hulkamania, Hulkamania three times once in slow motion. <laughs> that's, that's a good touch. It really is. And, like... it, and his delivery is just really, really good. Yeah. Um, like I said, Jim Varney knew comedic timing. Yep. Um, and in his flailing, he knocks over a cooler full of milk and Trantor vanishes. Just, yep. He bugs out. Um, we cut to the kids in the forest. They, they end up leaving Joey alone in the woods because he has to go a different way, I guess. Yeah. And while um, he's running, he damn near has a heart attack. Yeah. And he, he falls into a creek and he can't get out. <laughs> falls into shit water is what it is. Like, that's gross looking water. Trantor kind of comes over to save him, uh, sounding just like Ernest. Yeah, yeah. Um... And then the uh, he looks up and ooh, it's a big spooky troll. And the troll turns in into a wooden doll. Mm-hmm. Uh, we later see him bringing that wooden doll to the tree and putting it inside this like cavity that's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this causes some uh, pods to start growing on the yeah, branches. Yeah, yeah. Ernest runs to tell the sheriff to tell him what happened. Uh, the sheriff doesn't believe him because why would he? Ernest then goes to tell Hackmore what happened. Um, because you know she'll believe him. Yeah. Um, so she she digs out a book and reads about the trolls, and we get a little bit more a um, little bit more of a lore dump. Um, we get a kind of a hardcore line from Eartha Kit where she says, "Heaven help us, them that dies will be the lucky ones." <laughs> and it's just like, holy shit, kids! Movie, calm down. <laughs> they say the word "die" and "kill" a lot in this movie. I noticed that. I noticed that like too. They, I don't think they wouldn't do that in in a kids' movie nowadays, like a well, Disney Channel movie or something. I like also that. caught them using the word "damn" and "hell" a few yeah, times yeah. too. It's just like, okay, all right, yeah. But um, but we learn. Uh, she she digs out this book, uh, and she kind of learns a little bit more about the trolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, she learns that Tant- Trantor has to be stopped before midnight on Halloween, which is the next day, and. That apparently only Ernest can do it. Yeah, because it's, he's the Worrell. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's their current Worrell. Um, she also reads some cryptic lines that suggest that they need someone... They, they need the heart of the ch- heart of a child and a mother's care. Yeah. Uh, we then cut to Tom and Bobby, who are played by John uh, Cadenhead and... I think I mispronounced that. Cadenhead? Yeah. I don't have no John idea. John Cadenhead and uh, Bill Burge, who are making a commercial... Um, and Ernest runs to them for help. Now, these two are another product yeah, of the Card yeah. and Cherry adver- advertising company and are reoccurring characters in their own commercials. Um, and they're also are, you know, they're also from the Ernest commercials as mm-hmm. well. Uh, their whole shtick is that they're apparently twin brothers who look absolutely nothing alike. Like they right. couldn't look any further apart from each other. And they're they're usually like salesmen who sell over the top items mm-hmm. at like they're, high price increases. They're snake oil sales. Right, right. Um, and get rich quick but schemers. They're, they're usually like one of the funnier parts of the Ernest movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and th- and they're entertaining here. I yeah, mean, they they sell Ernest a whole bunch of like anti troll anti troll stuff that apparently they had laying around. Yeah, <laughs> or just had or they had Ernest sitting around while they printed up the labels for it. I don't know. except but... for that record of like the number one <laughs> troll hits. Like, yeah. where did they get that and why did they have it? <laughs> yeah, these guys are pretty resourceful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Trantor follows the kids back to Hackmore's house, mm-hmm. um, and before he can snatch any of them, he uh, gets distracted by a kid on a skateboard and grabs him. He just ganks that kid. Just yep. ganks him. Uh, we get a little bit more troll exposition. Uh, we, as... we did, oh, like, when we were ahead. talking about Hackmore, we did miss one of the greatest lines in the movie. Okay. And that's when uh, Earthicket tells Ernest that he is, in fact, the baby. He's the boy. He is the great redneck hope. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
You're the seventh son of the seventh son. You're the baby. You're the boy. You are the great redneck hope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and that is, that's just such a weird line. It's a weird line read. Yeah. It scans weird. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we do get more some more troll exposition. Uh, Whitmore explains that Trantor only needs to dollify uh, five kids in yeah. order to unleash his army. Uh, she suspects <laughs> that the pods have already sprouted and that if yeah, they... trolls come in pods, just like tide. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, uh, if these pods uh, touch the ground, all is lost. Uh, Ernest is relieved to learn that the trolls will only go after the children. Uh, this this is one of the lines that uh, legitimately You mentioned that to me, me that that was one of the ones that really got you. It got me good. He needs four more souls before he can release his army and start to capture the children all over the world. Just the kids. It's like, oh my God, that was good. That was good. Um, Ernest don't give a shit. No. He's, <laughs> he's ready to get out of here. Uh, we then see Ernest setting up a troll trap uh, out of mm-hmm. a dumpster. Um uh, and he decides to start running patrols around town while Kenny heads off to get his dad. Yeah. And this dumpster has, like, the weirdest payoff of anything in the movie. And we'll get to that. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm putting that out there. We, we have a lot of scenes, too, where Ernest gets, like, we cut to Ernest, like, setting a giant bear trap. The and... bear. <laughs> the fucking bear trap. Like, wow. See, it, it's, again, one of those, it, like, it's, it's, it's the writing. It's cartoon. It's, it's farcical. A, it's yeah. cartoon. It's farcical. And, and, like, honestly, the writing got me, got me to chuckle. It's yeah. like, because Ernest is... Use, he wants to use Rimshot as bait, and he dressed Rimshot in, like, human clothes. It, as, like, a little boy. Yeah, and, and he's he, like, he yeah. happens to mention that, er, that <laughs> Rimshot is... Rimshot, you're a cute dog, but you're one ugly kid. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then so the, the implication is that while he's setting it, he gets in a precarious position and needs Rimshot to give him the... A stick. A stick, and Rimshot won't do it because he's, he hurt his feelings. Yeah. And, it's like, it's, and the dog actually has a great expression on his face. The dog's like, a good actor. The dog is very good. Like, that is a talented dog. Way to go, um, Barkley. <laughs> um but yeah we we then find uh elizabeth uh you know i guess this is halloween night proper and elizabeth is in her room uh she's freaked out about the whole situation uh her mm-hmm. mother is like trying to encourage her to go trick-or-treating but mm-hmm. she's like no i i don't want to check under my bed like, check under my bed i heard something yeah and her mother is reasonably like no you're too old for this um, and then we have a kind of a, a horrifying. Is, that, this is a scene that I think could actually scare a little kid. Oh, absolutely! I think it did with me. Uh, yeah, you know, she she checks under her bed. There's nothing there, and, and then you, she rolls over. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> and like I've seen that exact scene in like a bunch of different horror movies where the kid or whoever looks somewhere. Oh, there's nothing there, so they roll over in bed. And, oops, monster in the bed. Trantor then later uses Elizabeth's voice to lure Kenny away from another boy. Uh-huh. Uh, who's trick-or-treating, and then he grabs this other boy. Uh, you know, so another little demonstration that these trolls can mimic voices, or at least yeah. Trantor can. Trantor has kind of a selector's plate of abilities. He's got a freaking power set, man. Yeah, like um, he, he really hit the lottery. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to some more of his abilities here in a minute, but uh, uh, Ernest's troll trap alarm goes off, and he... He goes to the uh, to the, the dumpster and loads it up and then brings mm-hmm. the troll to the sheriff. Uh, and when he gets there, Mayor Murdoch is reporting to the sheriff that his boys are missing. Um, Ernest then reveals what he's caught, and of course it's the mayor's kids, the bullies. What the hell were they doing in that dumpster? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Like, like, <laughs> I want to see that. Like, Why did those kids <laughs> crawl in that dumpster that was like, trolls, come in here. Free kids. Yeah, and <laughs> well, maybe maybe they just saw the kids part and they're like, oh, there's somebody we can bully because we're 90s bullies. Yeah, and, we're and, bullies because bullying. Yeah, that's that's our identity is bullies. And because they're the uh, the mayor's kids. Yeah, like, I don't know. But regardless, that is what happens. Um, the mayor, uh, as we mentioned before, has the authority to fire Ernest. Yeah. Uh, and then he heads off to the school for the big Halloween party. Yeah. I, I do have to say, like, when there's all those people yelling at the sheriff, like, that their kids are missing or that... You know, stuff, stuff, different things have happened. There's that one dude in the bee costume, <laughs> and he is so mad. <laughs> yeah, he is. I, and if memory serves, he's not even there to to complain about like, because most of the parents are complaining because their kids are missing. Their kids are missing. There's the guy from the uh, supermarket who like passed out and pointed a shotgun at Ernest. Yeah, that, that <laughs> happened. Um, but like the B guy is there to complain that his trash hasn't been picked up. Yes. <laughs> and he is furious about it. 
But yeah, we have uh, Ernest have as, as a sad sack moment before Rimshot finally motivates him into action. Uh-huh. Um, he goes to the tree and finds the pods growing, likening them to Brussels sprouts, and forever linking my memory of this movie to those vegetables. That's really funny. Like anytime I see Brussels sprouts, I think of this movie. I cannot <laughs> troll <help> pods. <laughs> yep, it's just how I it just sense memory just triggered. Uh-huh. Uh But he's attacked by Trantor on his way back, and uh, we now get to see some of. Trantor's other abilities. Uh, and the fact that he's got a damn sword. He's wielding a scimitar. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, he has apparently got a fog breath attack that yeah. shatters the windshield. Uh, he is incredibly strong as he's pulling a moving truck with a rope. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ernest and Rimshot also, like, back up and run him over while he's doing this, and he's unfazed. He's yeah, just kinda... I really hope that the costume was empty when they ran it over, because <laughs> otherwise that person probably got hurt pretty bad. Yeah. I have to imagine that that's the case. I hope so, but like... that or that was the last scene they filmed? Who knows? Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> Ernest ends up falling into a metal barrel, falls yeah. out of the truck, and is hit by Tom and Bobby. That goes nowhere. Then nowhere. Because then, then it immediately cuts to Ernest going to Hackmore's place for help. And Eartha Kit tries to pop him out of that can with a giant can opener. Like yeah. Like a giant can <laughs> opener. <laughs> Freaking whose line is it anyway problem? Yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, while she's cutting him out, uh, Ernest discovers that two of the pages in the book are stuck together, mm-hmm. and he pulls them apart to reveal that trolls are weak to something, but the third letter is faded and unreadable, so it says, Am I something K? Um, so, armed with this knowledge, uh, Ernest goes to the school to confront Trantor, who has also gone to the school Halloween party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he uh, after tr- Shortly after Ernest gets there, uh, he dolls Matt Murdock in front of the kids and parents, um, and the cat's kind of out of the bag now. But yeah, while uh, while Ernest heads inside to confront Trantor, Hackmore sees a mother and, a, and her daughter kind of getting into a fight. Um, Very then, brief fight. Yeah, they immediately reconcile. Yeah, um, it's... It seems like this should have been one of those things where it was like a B plot in the movie that throughout, but they condensed it to one half scene. <laughs> yeah, because uh, Hackmore then determines that uh, that the heart of a child is unconditional love. A mother's love. Uh, Ernest attacks Trantor with authentic Bulgarian meak, and uh, which I we apparently is not a real thing in the real world. Uh, I'm shattered, man. Yeah, but it is some kind of jam or yeah, something. Yeah, or a jelly or something. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It's some sort of it, jam in the earnest. It's red and translucent. Maybe it's the blob. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Uh, all right. Our first crossover. <laughs> I, I, Ernest versus the blob. I never would have, I never would have uh, predicted that. But uh, Trantor fog breaths Ernest into a soft syrup ice cream machine and yep. then dolls rimshot. Uh, when none of our like school parties and fundraisers ever had soft serve ice cream, and I really wish they would have because I love soft serve ice cream. Soft serve ice cream is awesome. Yeah, and like ours never had that. We always had like burnt popcorn, and if you were lucky. burnt popcorn, <laughs> yeah, if you were lucky, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's what you get, I guess. I think at one time we had flavored ice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which is ice. But with flavor. <laughs> Not much of a flavor. <laughs> Basically, what, what you get from that is a cup of, like, cherry-flavored water that's extremely watered down. Yeah. So it just tastes gross. No, see, from, from, in my experience, you just get a cup full of ice and then a colored mouth. Like a yeah. dyed mouth. And yeah, that's there you it. go. Um, but mostly burnt popcorn. I was bullied at a Six Flags for that one, yeah. One time. <laughs> Okay, no, no, stop. <laughs> Full stop, time out on the podcast. You have to tell the story of how you were bullied at a Six Flags. It, it, there's not much to tell. I was there with a friend. Uh, we were pre-teens. Yeah. We got snow cones, found out that they were dying in our mouths, thought that was novel, so we made it at a point to do like cover our entire mouths in like blue and green or whatever. And then when we were in line, some kids behind us were making fun of us for it. Oh, like, okay. Like, I see. I no. had it in my head that like the ride operators were bullying you. <laughs> Come on, Blue Mouth, get on the ride. <laughs> yeah, like you were trying to get on the fucking Sidewinder or something, and the the guy like going the ride is like, no, you have to be this tall to ride, and your mouth cannot be these colors. <laughs> they had a little, had a little chart, and he pointed yeah. at him, and then green, like, blue, nope, get out. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> 
but yeah, where where oh man, where, um, where do, soft soft serve ice soft cream? serve I soft serve ice cream. Yeah, that's where um, we got off. Yeah, track. he wow. dolls he dolls rim shot, um, and then he retreats when he sees Ernest covered in, in the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, and after Ernest runs off to chase him because you know he, he wants revenge for his dog. Well, it's really funny because like when Ernest is sitting there covered in the soft serve ice cream before he's given his wooden dog, he's giving like one of his braggadocio speeches and those are really funny yeah like they're really well done like Ernest is talking about how much of a badass he is how he took the troll to town and stuff like that and then uh Kenny is just like all covered in ice cream and then Kenny hands him the uh rim shot and he's just like hey Ernest your dog is wood now (laughs) and it's like somebody flipped a switch on Ernest and he immediately starts crying yeah (laughs) it's hard to see Ernest like that yeah it's it's really sad like (laughs) Jim Varney didn't play dramatic very often, but he's good at it. <laughs> he's good at Ernest being, well, I'm sure he's good. I'm yeah. sure he's fantastic at it, but <laughs> but anyway. Uh, but yeah, after Ernest runs off swearing revenge, uh, Kenny realizes that uh, a mother's care is milk. I, I, that's kind of a blue joke for this movie, <laughs> in a way. I don't know. But yeah, he de- he determines that, that a mother's care is milk, and therefore the trolls are weak to milk. Yeah. Uh, so after the parents all storm out to now that they know that the troll is a thing, they yeah. storm off to try to lynch it. Um, and, and Kenny's dad tells him, you know, stay here. Yeah, we don't yeah. want you to get in trouble. And Hackmore then gives Kenny some dubious advice that he should defy his orders uh, to do what he it, it it he he needs to do what he believes in. Like, or you need to do what you uh, what you know is right, no matter what anybody tells you. Right. Right. So defy your parents, defy authority, as long as you know what's right. Well, I mean, oh, yeah. I guess it's not necessarily dubious. <laughs> no, that's good advice. <laughs> I mean, it just depends on who's receiving the, the advice. And oh, Kenny's yeah. a kid. He's a good kid. So Kenny, Mike, and a group of other kids head out to the grocery store to steal a whole bunch of milk. Yep. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Ernest is having his nut-up moment. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he's it keeps cutting to him driving and, like, psyching himself slash just... Feel like wallowing in the loss of of a uh, rim shot and yeah, and then he gives another like, actually kind of hardcore line. Somebody with a runny nose is gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> like he Ernest is going to murk those trolls. Like he is, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> he he's not going to trap him under a tree. He's not going to exile him. He's going to murder that troll. <laughs> Hey, I, I give props to, to Ernest. He he knows how to get the job done. Well, he doesn't know how to get it. No, he's he got had, the conviction. That's the problem. He doesn't. <laughs> but he's got the conviction. Yeah. Um, But we, we then see uh, Trantor placing the final kid doll into the tree. Uh-huh. Uh, Ernest arrives in time to watch the pods begin to drop, and he tries to prevent this. He does a very poor job, and each pod grows into a new troll. Yeah. It just kind of sprouts from the ground. Like, when they're showing the pods earlier, we only ever see, like, three at a time. There's apparently a ton up there. Yeah, there are dozens. So, um... And then uh, the uh, reused killer clowns from Outer Space Max go on a rampage. Yeah, and like you were saying, they, there's some really unique designs. They're, they're all kind of stiff. They don't have a lot of articulation for, for a lot of them. You can tell they were, like, background clowns <laughs> <laughs> in that movie. And now they're called up to star in center stage, and some of them aren't quite ready for it. Uh, but they still look really good. They're just mm-hmm. stiff. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, most of them are just on screen for a few seconds yeah, anyway. Yeah. So it's it's not that big of a no, deal. No, it's not. It's just... The, the town shows up just in time to be menaced by this army of trolls. Um, and then uh, Kenny and the kids get there to save the day with super soakers, super soakers full of milk. Yeah. I've never tried to shoot milk through a super soaker. I think it would be too thick unless it was really watered down. I mean, it's a possibility. I don't know. I've, I've never really thought about the logistics behind this. I've never been inclined to do this. Yeah. I've never been faced with trolls who are weak to milk. No. But, like, Kenny is, like I said, Kenny, Kenny just kind of drew this conclusion earlier in the film that, or just, you know, a scene or two ago, yeah. that these trolls are going to be weak to milk. And he's so confident of this yeah. that he runs in front of a, we, we have a scene where one of the trolls swallows the sheriff's bullets. That after is hand, wild. Yeah, after handcuffing him to the, to the his, cruiser, to the, yeah. the patrol car. And another troll starts 
whapping the, the troll in the back of the head with a paddle and it makes him shoot at the sheriff. Yeah. So And Kenny is so confident that milk is going to work that he just steps right in front and starts spraying. Yeah, yeah. Like, if that kid was even off by a little bit of that mark, like, we would have had a Swiss cheese boy. <laughs> this would have been a very different movie. But, uh, no, the milk works. Yeah. Um, causes the trolls to melt into gooey, horrible, gross They're piles. pretty gross, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's another thing where the special effects are really good, and they got big, goopy piles. Yeah, I, I'd read that uh, this was one of the scenes. I used to play like, base for big, goopy piles back in college. While the trolls are being <laughs> slaughtered... <laughs> While the, while the trolls are being slaughtered, the kids are running around like freaking Rambo, you know. Just yeah. Throwing milk grenades. and, <laughs> and uh, Kenny has a squirt revolver full of milk. <laughs> but uh, we, we cut to underneath the tree where Trantor is calling from help from literal demons. Literal demons. He's just, he's just beseeching demons to yeah. imbue him with mystical power. I think I remember as a kid, I always thought it was the other trolls' souls going into him. And, I, I mean, I think there's a slight implication there, but no. Trantor is sitting there literally talking to demons. Yeah. And like, wanting them... Wanting darkest demons, power. give me the strength. Um, Jesus, this yeah, is... This escalated. Yeah. Uh, after the trolls are defeated, uh, Super Trantor emerges, because he, he kind of has this transformation sequence that yeah. is... He, he goes final form. It's... It's an it's an effective transformation sequence He's too. Like, like full of antlers and spikes. Well, like and... He, he like shows his ears and you got little tendrils yeah. kind of grow out of his ears and start wiggling around and it's just like oh this is something out of John Carpenter's the thing I hate this. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, he looks but, real spooky. But he emerges and uh, and and uh, Kenny starts spraying him in the face and, and apparently yeah. Trantor. Tra- go ahead. <laughs> Trantor tells us. I've grown too strong for that. Not even milk can stop me now. <laughs> Which um, means he's truly terrifying. Yeah, he uh, he summons a circle of flames around yeah. the tree to keep the parents away. Uh, Just straight and, up cast wall of fire. Yep, and he, uh, he, he dollifies Kenny and then begins to advance on Ernest. And Ernest holds the milk carton like it's a lit grenade. Yep, um, but... You know, Lady Hackmore is, like, fearful that Ernest doesn't realize that that's not going to work. Uh-huh. And then Ernest has this internal monologue and realizes that the unconditional love is the only way to defeat him. Yeah. So he dances with Super Tarantor in a very, like, whimsical display and then kisses him. Like a little him. ballroom dance and then kisses his snotty nose. Yep. And this causes Trantor to explode. I, the, I get this distinct impression that... They were running out of film at this point <laughs> and could not buy more <laughs> because the end of this is so rushed and weird. It really is. Um, after defeating the trolls, all the kids that were turned into wooden dolls come back to life, including, including Rimshot. Including Rimshot and the ones from like the 1600s. <laughs> yeah. Like lady, we, we'd seen Lady Hackmore with uh, some dolls of her friends, I her, guess. Or uh, her, her siblings. Br- her sister. Another kid that she calls by name, and then two that she pats on the head and then like shoves out of frame. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how old is this lady? I, this She's is supposed to be, be a generation. Two hundred years old. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we we get this the, the nice ending where where uh, I hate to say it, but Ernest falls out of view with Rimshot making out with his dog. Yeah. But uh, and lady and lady Hackmore just gives the camera a look like, uh, yep, that's happening. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, that's Ernest. Yep. So that was Ernest Scared Stupid. Yeah, uh, it was. It was a ride. It, like it is exactly the movie I remembered from my childhood, pretty much. Yep. Um, like I said, I I was pleasantly surprised with a lot of the jokes. They they landed a lot more often than I anticipated. There, there's a few places where, like, I really don't. Some of the jokes I didn't care for, the split personality stuff, I really don't care for. Like, that's no, that, just that distracting was, and annoying. Yeah, they do that in the climax again, and it's just... And they imply that each of them is, in fact, a different person, because Kenny says, Ernest, you're a great bunch of people. Yeah. And it's like, okay, did the rest of them see that? Like, yeah, maybe maybe doing an Ernest stat block sometime in the future would be a... Uh... He's some sort of eldritch <laughs> creature. <laughs> like... The fucking multiform technique, but uh, yeah, something it's race, racist and insensitive multiform technique. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, like no, those, those some of those jokes didn't land. Some of the more like clearly kid centric stuff, right? Obviously didn't. 
but Ernest had some fun lines. Like it, it's, I, I it's a can't fun lie that I was not. You know, if I if I said that I wasn't entertained by this movie, I would be lying. I, I like I give it a hard time, but the movie's got a lot of charm. Mm-hmm. Most of the the better Ernest movies do. Um, this one, uh, Ernest Saves Christmas, is a Christmas classic as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> See, I don't remember any of the other Ernest movies all that well. Ernest, I watched camp. this one religiously. I, I watched this but... one a lot. I watched Camp a lot. Um, I've seen Ernest goes to jail a couple times. I think I remember that one. I remember it's, that one. That one's not very good because that's the one where Ernest has an evil twin. Yeah, who's played like Ernest, only completely straight. Right. And it's, but yeah. I do remember that one. But anyway, um, so yeah, we're gonna go ahead and uh, I mean, honestly, even though my notes were concise, we're still running a little. Eh, I've got a lot to edit out. There's but, a lot to edit out because there's been a but, lot of kid uh, noises. Let's and just breaks let's and go stuff. ahead and just jump right over into that crotch. Okay. Uh, Hey Matt, you know which song you're playing I this time. Exa- you picked it out, you weirdo. I know exactly which song I'm playing this time. So, welcome back to Creature Crunch. Uh-huh. We're going to do that crunching now. We're going to yeah. crunch us some trolls. I struggled with the naming convention on this guy because yeah. uh, you, you can't call him a troll. No. You can't even, he's, he's not even anywhere near a what D&D a, troll. No. A D&D troll. No, he doesn't regenerate. He's not weak to fire. He's not weak to sunlight. No, he's he's not a troll. He's not yeah. a D&D troll. So, couldn't call him that. No, but instead you picked the worst possible name I can imagine. Okay, if you have a better suggestion, I'm all ears. I don't, because I want you to live with this. <laughs> uh, so, I named this guy the Snot Goblin. Yeah. Um, I was a little hesitant to give him the Goblin name, because I didn't want to link him so closely to the Goblinoids. And then I determined, screw it, he's a Goblinoid. He, he definitely <laughs> seems more like a, some sort of Goblin than a actual troll creature right. so so he's a medium humanoid goblinoid yeah typically chaotic I would, evil i would call him some sort of face monster <laughs> that this dude went to like when they were handing out faces he got a second helping and then got back in line <laughs> he, he's got a big face he does yeah, but big uh broad face the the snot goblin here i mean in the movie the troll has a robust set of powers yeah he does and I wasn't entirely sure how I wanted to handle that. And then I eventually decided that I wanted to make a relatively dangerous creature mm-hmm. with a with a very, you know, unique foil. As well as this guy cannot TPK your party. So <laughs> he's got he's easy to hit. He's only got an armor class of eleven. He's got forty five hit points. Um, but he's got strength out the wazoo. Uh-huh. He's pulling a freaking truck in the movie. Yeah. Um, honestly, 18 strength is probably too low, but, um, and he's got some pretty good constitution. Uh, I gave him a six in charisma for obvious reasons. Yeah. Cause he's gross. Uh, he's not the super smartest creature because Ernest beats him. Yeah. So, uh, Understandable. I, gave him, I gave him an eight, um, wisdom and dexterity. We don't really see either really come into play. So I just gave him flat tens, but he does jump up on a truck at one point, on a moving truck. That's fair, but oh, I'm just going to stick with what I have. Okay. Uh, but he does have, uh, I gave him a double proficiency in deception. Um, deception is based off of charisma, so it had to be double proficiency in order to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's also got resistance to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical attacks. Because as we see in the movie, these things are relatively invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Ernest in, later on in the movie is hitting him with baseball bats. With a bat, they yeah. They don't care. Um, They've got dark vision and passive perception, just like most goblinoids speak common and goblin. Uh, and then the abilities. So this is where, obviously, I had a lot of fun. Uh, I gave him the mimicry ability, which is very similar to that of the uh, of other creatures with mimicry. Right. Um, um, the snot goblin can mimic the voice of any creature it hears. Unlike the kanku, where they have to actually can only mimic what they hear, like uh-huh. a recording. The snot goblin can hear a voice and then just do that voice. Right. Uh, a creature that hears the sound can tell that they are imitations with a successful DC 14 insight check. Um, and then he has the wooden dolls ability. Any creature that drops to zero HP from any attack by the snot goblin turns into a wooden doll. Uh, so, like I said, 
You can't. He can't kill anybody. He just he dollifies you. Um, and then the wooden doll is considered a magical item that cannot be destroyed. I mean, we see him... Right. He jumps up and down on the one at one point. Yeah, Trantor drops down on the Kenny doll, and it's unaffected, so these things are indestructible. Also, it would be pretty mean to <laughs> turn them into wooden dolls and then just snap them in half. Yeah. Like, Oops. Um, but if five of these wooden dolls are gathered to within five feet of each other... 1d12 fully grown snot goblins are created in unoccupied spaces within 30 feet of the wooden dolls in 1d6 rounds. When the snot goblin dies, all wooden dolls it has created return to life with all of their hit points restored. Okay, so now I have to ask, can the snot goblins who are created by the wooden dolls create their own wooden dolls and thus create more snot goblins? I might need to put a stipulation on that. <laughs> like, I'm just worried about like what these things are going to do to a population once they... <laughs> These things are going to breed out everything else. Um, maybe. But they also have a deadly lactose intolerance. They do. Um, if the snot goblin comes into contact with milk or any substance that contains milk, it immediately takes 10d8 radiant damage, which on average is the exact amount of health they have. Yeah. So. Now, one of our party members tends to go for the decanter of endless water. You got an easy uh, snot goblin deterrent. Don't if you, you could put some sort of milk in that, or like an alchemy jug or something uh, like that. Alchemy jug would be good. Yeah. Yeah, alchemy jug would be these things foil. So, I mean, the, the trick is, and, and it would require... Or a cow. The, or a cow. Well, <laughs> Just I mean, travel with a pregnant well, cow. I mean, you see, you in the movie, we see these things running away from imagery of cows. So, yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, it makes sense. Uh, the trick on this is for the DM to like introduce or to, for the players to figure this out in some way. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you're doing it more than just like a simple insight or like knowledge check or something. But... What they need to do is have a book that has the word milk and then one of the letters is gone. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Award inspiration for MEAC jokes. <laughs> but... Or actually have MEAC be a thing yeah, in your be, world. Yeah. yeah. If we were doing a Critter Kibbles, we'd have a field day with this. But Would we? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. What would you do? Miak. What would Miak do? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, you got me there. <laughs> I'd want an Ernest stat block. I'd want an Eartha Kit stat block. An Eartha Kit as, as old lady Hackman yeah. stat block. Um... <sighs> Uh-huh. Maybe an er oh no, no. Okay, okay. What do you I got? got it. Okay. I want an earnest subclass. Oh Jesus Christ, the buffoon. <laughs> yeah, the buffoon, subclass of like the artificer. <laughs> <laughs> Building crazy contraptions. The savant. <laughs> <laughs> the idiot savant. Doing it. Alright, um uh... So anyway, uh as we were saying. Yeah, the, what were we saying? Uh, the snot goblin, yeah, uh is his attacks. He's got abilities, two of them. He sure does, buddy. He's got a scimitar. <laughs> he does the, have a fucking as, scimitar. As seen in the movie. As seen in the movie. He goes, he has a goddamn He's got sword. a scimitar. <laughs> um, this movie. <laughs> it's a lot. And then he has wind breath, which is a recharge on a five or a six. Mm -hmm. um, the snot goblin exhales wind in a ten foot cone. Not a very range heavy yeah. ability, but uh, each creature in that area must make a DC 12 constitution saving throw or be pushed five feet. Each creature in that area must make a DC 12 constitution saving throw or be pushed five feet away from the snot goblin and be knocked prone. All right. That's the snot goblin. That's what he do. But because this is a special holiday episode, I wanted to do more. <laughs> and okay. I made the snot goblin overlord. So this is Super Trantor. This is Super Trantor. Okay. Uh, mostly the same statistics. Uh, I beefed his HP up. He's got now uh, 10 D8 plus 30. Average of 75. Mm -hmm. um, instead of uh, deception skill, he has an intimidation. That makes sense. Uh, he's a higher challenge rating. He's a 5 instead of yeah. a 3. On his damage immunities, I can't help but notice you forgot one. Here, okay. I'll add it real quick. There. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed your problem. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just wrote milk. <laughs> uh, he's, he's immune to bludgeoning. Piercing. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. He's immune to bludgeoning, piercing, slashing, yeah, not just resistance, not resistant. and also milk, and also milk. Yeah, um, he flat out states it. Yeah, it's true. Um, but uh, he so instead of the mimicry ability, I gave him goading mimicry, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, 
comes into play a little bit in uh, in his uh, goodness vulnerability. So uh, we'll start with that one. The goodness vulnerability. He's not vulnerable to milk, but no. Uh, if the snot goblin overlord is shown compassion or kindness, it takes five d eight radiant damage. I don't know how you translate compassion or kindness into the game. You give him a high five in the middle of combat. Like the, again, it's one of those where the DM is just going to have to try to figure out yeah. how the players know this, and then could make a fun uh, encounter after that. Uh, but really, this this creature was built with um, with the player in mind who the player who does not like combat, you know, in mind. This mm-hmm. is the this is the the puzzle monster, uh, and the solution to the puzzle is kiss him. Um, but yeah. However, to kiss the troll. <laughs> however, that's only half the equation. Because if the Snot Goblin Overlord was attacked since its last turn, mm-hmm. it is immune to this damage. Yeah, so you can't show him like aggression and then smooch him. Yeah, you can't you can't give him a hug and then stab him while you're hugging him and being like, haha, you've lost so much HP. Um So I gave him that goading mimicry ability. As a bonus action, the Snot Goblin Overlord can choose a target that it can hear and force it to make a DC twelve wisdom saving throw. On a failure, the target must attack the Snot Goblin at least once on its mm. next turn, moving as necessary to do so. Yeah. that's That makes for an interesting conundrum for players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then they have to, like, honestly... If they know of its weaknesses. Exactly, exactly. Like, before they know its weaknesses, it's going to be like, well, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think it kind of creates an interesting puzzle dynamic for this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I gave him, of course, innate spellcasting, uh, which is ability, his spellcasting ability is wisdom, which is not great, but whatever. Um, but he can innately cast the following spell requiring no material components. You want to know what spell that is? What spell is that? That was wall of fire. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, and then his attacks, he's in his overlord form. He loses the scimitar. He's, he's ditched the scimitar and he's just got some wicked claws. So yep. that's what he has. Yep. He's got he's got claws and a multi attack. He can attack twice with them. That's it. That's cool. So yeah, uh, there's them's oh, the snot goblins, me. you guys. Uh, I kind of I, I wanted to go more humorous with this one. I guess. I mean, it is a humorous movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I like them. They're good. Yeah. Do you have any uh, any notes? I mean, I, know I already you, added the one. You, you added the one, and I appreciate that. And we we did uh, we did fix the wooden dolls ability. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you, but any anything you want to add? Anything? No, any input I, it, you have? It's pretty good from where I'm sitting. Well, all right. I then. ain't got nothing over here. Sweet. Um, so I, I am not going to participate in the uh, the uh, creation of snot goblins. Uh, you already have Chris. Uh, <laughs> you're an accessory. <laughs> this is on you. <laughs> this is your fault. These are so, your children. You're, you're, yeah, but your fingerprints are on there too. Uh, <laughs> Only in the milk. <laughs> um, so, I guess we don't really have. Like, I don't really want to do a pick for next time because. Well, no, because this is a bonus episode. Um, but also, like, I would be like, oh, let's let's reveal what we're gonna do for Thanksgiving. But no, we don't know no. yet. <laughs> well, we don't know, but also it's gonna be a surprise. To we us have some too. Ideas. We have some We've ideas. got some ideas. We went through and we were looking for. For Thanksgiving movies, and uh, I am. That's, <laughs> there's some winners there. So thanks for listening. Yeah. We really appreciate it. Um, if you if you did listen, I don't know why you would. I do because we're hilarious. We are hilarious, and I'm adorable. It doesn't come through on the, the voice, but I am. Uh, but thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it, though. Yeah. Uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Creature Crunch. Uh, Patreon, our creature crunch. Uh, mm-hmm. On our Patreon, we do the bonus Critter Kibbles episodes. We we Not aren't for this doing one. <laughs> we aren't doing ones for the holiday episodes because they're just kind of special anyway. They're already bonus episodes. You're you can't get milk from a. I finish. No, finish it. I got <laughs> Green Goblin voice. Was... Finish it. <laughs> I was going somewhere different, and like my brain fell asleep in the middle of it because I've been up for like twenty four hours. <laughs> I was like, I was trying to do. You can't get blood from a stone, and then my brain was just like, milk. <laughs> Put milk in there, and I was like, okay, cool brain. We're putting milk in there. How are we gonna finish this? I don't know. <laughs> milk. <laughs> milk. So much milk. Just put milk in there. Oh my god. Uh, 
Well. So, yeah, that's... Anyway, have a happy Halloween. Uh, I hope your goodie bags are filled with milk and Trantor goodies. Wooden dolls. Wooden dolls, authentic Bulgarian miak. Of course. Which may be the blob or not certain yet. <laughs> to be determined. To be determined later, TBD. Um... Which, if I'm not mistaken, actually, the, uh, yeah, no, the the episode that this is coming up alongside is our Blob episode. That is amazing. So, go us. Great timing. Yep. Uh, Way to go, Chris. But, yeah, uh, if you have any suggestions or anything else, you can also reach us out to us on our email, creaturecrunchpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, and if you really, really want to follow us, uh, Chris, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at the library C, that's C-E-E. And you can find me uh, on Twitter at danny underscore hamsteak and uh you can also check out our other podcast uh shouting at dice uh which may be updated at some point we don't know yet possibly if i could find those audio files <laughs> can find the missing sessions i can find if i find the missing sessions or if i can get inspired to muscle through the bad recordings of the ones that we're currently doing yeah but uh yeah uh, we really would appreciate it, though. Um, thank you again so much for listening. We really do appreciate that. So Happy Halloween, you little goobers. Happy Halloween, and we will see you uh, next time. Next time.